is Your Working Life, a podcast that provides you with tools, inspiration, and resources so you can enjoy your career and love your life. I'm Caroline Dow Higgins. I'm a speaker and a career and executive coach. And today I welcome a dear friend and a colleague, Stacy J. Miller, to the show. Stacy, welcome. Thank you, Caroline. This is such a joy for me. I am really excited. We're going to dive into a very poignant conversation. You wrote an extraordinary new book about how you made peace with the past after experiencing childhood bullying. So I have to ask right out of the gate, tell me about that. What was your personal experience with bullying? When I was a kid, I lived in a tough neighborhood, Caroline, and I had gone to a wonderful school. And at some point, I was shifted into a junior high school. Now we would call it middle school. I was 11 years old, and that wonderful insulation ended for me. And I was in with a bunch of people who are inscrutable. So I went from living in a Brady Bunch world where everything was perfect to living in a place where I just didn't understand anything about the problems and challenges of the people around me. And uh, predictably, I could not hold my own in that space I was uh, bewildered by the amount of static that I got and just had no, no context for it. People were bullying me. I didn't know what to do with that. And it must have been really tough at that age, right? Because we just lack maturity. We lack life experience. So what did you do? I let them brutalize me. It was, and there's such a difference between being 11 years old and being an adult, isn't there? It's when you're 11, you have no life experience. So I thought, okay, they are hurting me and there's nothing I can do about it. There's nobody I can tell, no way to get help no way to talk to them. I thought that they were demigods and didn't have any power over the situation. And and it was a, a bleak time. The adults in that world were scared of what was happening to them and got really self-absorbed and caught up in their fear. We're talking about a community where impoverishment led to a lot of crime activity. So these were people, um, these were children who came from difficult home environments. The teachers didn't want to get involved and look the other way. And we played Lord of the Flies. I was cast in the role of Piggy. So my personal experience with bullying was that I gave up. And I sat there inert <laughs> until it ended. Yeah, I mean, I can only imagine. It must have just been been paralyzing. And you write so vulnerably about how it really left scars on you, you know, this this childhood experience, adult scars. But, but then came the internet, which functioned as a healing machine. So tell us about that. Yes, you when something befalls you, it can be anything, any any experience at all. You don't want to dwell on it. You want to move forward. 
And you do that for two reasons. You don't want to live in that dark place, but you also don't want to inflict that on the people around you. So afterwards, I put on a happy face and moved on and and thought I was healed. In fact, surprise, <laughs> I, I had been traumatized and hadn't found a way to recover. When the internet happened, I realized that with social networking, I wanted to be found. I'm a business owner, and I, I wanted people to know what I did and how they could find me. And I put myself out there, and I, I created an online footprint that was as deep and large as it could possibly be. And that whole time, in the background, I was afraid somebody would find me. <laughs> it was as if I was walking into a dark alley and I was in the back of my mind so afraid of who might run into it. And then something kind of um, a light went on and I realized, oh, I have a power here that I can use for good. I can actually create this online presence that I would be in charge of and that I would be proud to have anybody find. And I had a virtual self, somebody who who was brave and bold and, and successful and happy and, and, and doing all of the things that adult Stace was doing. And the more I created the articles and, and the online content and the blogs and, and all of the things that I knew would help me present myself in the way that I most wanted to be seen, the more I realized I was in control. So one of the steps in in kind of um, coming back from the trauma and getting past the, the emotional hurt was creating that online presence that I really could be proud of. And then the next step moving beyond that was to find the online selves of the people who were hiding under my bed at night and scaring me still. <laughs> so I looked for them. I, I went to all of the social networks and I was captivated by the names and, and faces and profiles of the people who once were 11 and 12 and 13 years old and weren't anymore. They were now adults, just like I was. Time had moved on. And the cool thing is I didn't have to be afraid of them anymore. That is incredible. Stacey, I'm so grateful for your candor and, and your vulnerability. Help us understand, you, you again, you speak so eloquently in the book about the profile of someone who is targeted by bullies. And conversely, what type of person bullies others? And, and why is this important to know? Because I believe many of our listening audience members are saying, huh, wow, I need to be aware of this, whether I'm in one camp or the other. Right. The profile of somebody who is targeted by bullies, look in the mirror. It can be you. It can be anybody. We all go through phases and we all go through times. If you think that you're immune to bullying because you're not in school or you're in a job that you really love, your supervisor absolutely adores you, or 
because you're not an employee, you're an independent contractor, or you're working as a freelancer, and you think, I'm not a target. I couldn't be. Yes, you can be a target. The shoe can drop. Arming yourself with the knowledge of what to do in the event of an attack is the best defense that you have, knowing that it could happen to you helps you ensure that it won't. And the second question you had is, who does this? Nobody does this who's happy. Nope, nobody wants to bully anybody. Um, I had gone to the next step in dealing with childhood bullying, which was to contact several of the people who were key in the difficulties of of my time in school, I had contacted them and they were really nice people. They were just hurting (laughs) when they were children. And the same thing would happen in the workplace. Those who attack others are not happy. They're insecure or they're worried somebody is going to take something away that they have. These are not people who are in very good shape. Also, I'd say that these aren't evil people. We can reach out and we can say, here, I will label what you're doing. Here is what's happening. I don't know if you're aware of the effect that that's having on me. Here's what it is. Here is how you are making me feel. And I have to ask you, why would you do that? Stop talking and listen. (laughs) Find out. It's incredible how simple uh, offering that line of communication can be. Stacey, we're going to be right back after a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about how you can arm yourself against bullying. Your working life is powered by your stories. We want to hear more from our listeners about your experiences in the workplace. Tell us what challenges you've overcome or tips you've learned along the way. And even better, if you don't have the answers, let us know what issues you want to learn more about. We want this podcast to serve you in all of your career and life needs. Send me an email at caroline at carolinedowdhiggins.com. Stacey, I'm learning so much from you today, and I'm, I'm really grateful. I would love for you to share with us how all of us listening can arm ourselves against bullying. Now, I'll say uh, most of our listening audience are certainly adults, and I think you're in agreement that it happens in childhood, but it also happens all the way through adulthood. And many of those listening today may be experiencing bullying at work or in their professional lives. So what can we do to disarm the bully? I would say that the most important thing that you have to know about it is that bullies hope to isolate us. Bullies hope that they'll get us alone and we'll be weak and we'll be worried. So the first thing we do is we find an ally. (laughs) We don't keep quiet. We talk about what's happening with somebody we can trust. It might be that we find a mentor but we don't go through it by ourselves. And the second thing that we do is grasp the fact that we have done nothing to deserve it. We don't internalize it. 
we play fair with ourselves. We tell ourselves we are lovable, we are professional, we are good at what we do because somebody says differently does not make that person correct. And I would say that the third strategy is see if we can empathize with the person who's doing it, not because we want to find this person's weakness or the reason for the hostile behavior, but maybe we can help. Maybe we can have a conversation that says, you know, what you're doing is inappropriate. And I feel as if you're doing this because something is wrong with with your situation. If you can talk to me about it, maybe I can help you. Beautifully put. You know, I'm so grateful that you mentioned mentors or perhaps allies in the workplace, because I think there's also responsibility for the bystander. If we observe or witness bullying, to step in and say something. What are your thoughts about that? I, I think that you're right. For so long, we didn't want to acknowledge the reality that bullying is real. With that, people who watched what was happening thought about it the way that I almost want to say, if you saw a funny light in a in the night sky, you would look the other way. You don't want to know that you might be seeing a UFO. <laughs> it's a crazy analogy. But somebody who's somebody who's watching bullying is going to say, hey, how about those Yankees? <laughs> they, they honestly don't want to get involved. I think with the paradigm shift, now that we can talk about bullying and we, we know it's real, we, we know that people have escalated to violence. We know that people have lost their lives because they've been targeted by bullies. And with that, I think it became a lot more doable and reasonable to ask somebody, please get involved. Please don't look the other way. These aren't Martians. These, these aren't bigger than reality. These are people. If you step in and you create the opportunity for friendship, even listening, even saying to somebody who's targeted by bullying, I see you're not inventing this and I care. No matter what you do to provide some grounding, to provide some sense of, of, uh, of caring, you're going to make a difference. You're going to stop that person's feeling of isolation. You're going to open up that possibility of healing. Beautifully said. You know, something that really struck me in the book was your ability to make peace with your past and move on. And very specifically, you wrote about how people were supposed to be ashamed from the bullying and you shined a spotlight on that and and didn't hide it anymore. Tell me about that. That must have been incredibly cathartic and liberating. Oh, Boy, the moment I said I'm going to acknowledge what happened, not only to myself, but to other people, all of a sudden my world changed. I went from the person who was ashamed, incredibly immobilized by shame and and, and never ending, you know, anguish and, and this horrible need to hide that dark past to somebody who could put it in perspective. Anything that you talk about, you can handle. Whatever is too big 
to to put into words is too big to cope with and it, it's too big for you to cope with telling your story is the most healing single step that you can take Stace, you also talk about folks who have perhaps experienced bullying in the past and what they should know now moving forward. And I I also want to mention to those listening, this could be an adult bullying experience, right? It doesn't necessarily have to be something from your childhood. Maybe you had a very complicated boss who bullied you or a colleague or a coworker, and you're now in a different environment. So what should you know now when you were bullied in the past and how can you move forward as an adult? Sure. It's not as simple a process, Caroline, as saying I'm over it. Everyone has their own level of need. If you can look at the faces of the people who hurt you and you can say, okay, I'm now putting them in perspective. They don't own the universe. They're mortal just as I am. I can see their LinkedIn profiles. They seem like nice folks. If that's enough, then move on. Look at their faces. Shrink the importance in your life of those people. And and that could be enough for you. It might be that you need to actually get in touch with the people who somehow crossed paths with you and cut you up. And if that's the case, do it carefully. Um, Be gentle with yourself. Again, be fair. (laughs) And also, I would say approach them with love. Approach them from your highest place. You want healing. You don't want to, you know, attack anybody embarrass them. You don't want their lives to be worse for making contact with you. You want to offer them the promise of making peace. And that is something that they could probably use a whole lot more than you can grasp. My experience was that when I reached out to people for personal healing, um, their reaction was that I finally set them free. They had been living with a great burden. That was my thought, that there would be some incredible mutual healing. Were they receptive? Were they surprised? How did, how did they initially react when you, when you contacted them? I, I got lucky. Um, <laughs> I had some very well-adjusted adults who responded to me. And To fully disclose what happened, there were people who psychologically hurt me, and those were the ones I really wanted to, I want to say, reconcile with. I wanted to connect with. There were people who were physically violent toward me, and I would say had more problems than I wanted to get involved with as an adult, so that there are people who I did not approach. I wasn't somebody who wanted to be in touch with the people who were crazy. I wanted to get in touch with the people who seemed as if they had the potential to grow into well-adjusted people. They were, actually one of them got in touch with me so that she had hoped that I would be receptive to listening to her reasons for what she had done. And I was, that was perfect. 
we reconciled and um and then she passed away recently as i was finally editing the book i had wanted her to read the book so so ardently i i I really had i felt that as a, a personal loss this is by the way the person who had initiated the bullying we got to be good friends um, the other major person I, I wanted to connect with, and, and I did connect with him, told me that he had apologized to me in his imagination hundreds of times. He would look up into the night sky and say, please let her hear me, let her know. He said that hearing me, you know, accept his apology and just hearing that I was okay um, meant the world to to him. And, and I believed him. I think that that was a gift that we were able to give each other to connect and to say, it's okay, it's over. Beautiful closure there. Stacy. I am so grateful for your wisdom and your expertise. I always learn so much from you, but today's episode was really heartfelt and powerful, and I'm, I'm grateful. Thank you, my dear. Thank you, Caroline, for everything. And I want to tell you all about Stacy's amazing book. It's called Getting Past Childhood Bullying, How Adults Can Recover from Trauma That Began at School. And of course, it is available on Amazon, and I strongly encourage you to check it out. And if you like the show on iTunes or SoundCloud, you can listen, but leave us a review because that helps people find us online. And let me know what career-minded issues you would like for me to feature on a future show. You can find me on Twitter at C. Dowd Higgins. And as always, I am so grateful for my podcast colleagues, Laura Deck, Executive Director of Publicity and Communications, and Claire McInerney, our Executive Producer. Thank you for the extraordinary work you do to make this show compelling for our audience. I'm Caroline Dowd-Higgins. Thanks for listening.